Joining us on the hotline right now is Don Pesci, a conservative columnist, and also a Radio Vice Online contributor. Don, welcome to the show again. You're always a great draw. Thank you for joining us. Wow, it's good to be with you again, Jim. Don, the Soundoff sister was on earlier, and she said, unfortunately, the governor does indeed have the right to shut down business in the name of public health. That's unfortunate. But she did cast out on the conservative Supreme Court, just like you said. Talk to us about that, Don. Talk to us about these so-called, the New York Times said that the Supreme Court is just leading Donald Trump along doing, doing whatever Donald Trump wants because it's a conservative court. Even the New York Times called it a conservative court today, Don. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, um, I, I don't, I, I, I just did a piece uh, very recently um, uh, that mentioned, uh, mentioned the Supreme Court uh, and mentioned, um, mentioned the struggle that, that had occurred really between uh, Dick Blumenthal and... Um, yeah, talk and, about that, would you, if you would, please talk about uh, Richard Blumenthal, also Chris Murphy. Yeah, they both well, were against Neil Gorsuch, Gorsuch on the court, weren't they? Yeah. The, um, <clears throat> I don't know if uh, the hearers will remember um, Dick Blumenthal's... Uh, uh, many objections to Neil <clears throat> Gorsuch when he was proposed uh, uh, for the court uh, by uh, by Donald Trump. He went nuts, uh, didn't he, on on Gorsuch? He hated the the uh, selection of Gorsuch. Absolutely, he he didn't want Gorsuch to be uh, on the on the court. Uh, and uh, even today, you know, if you go on his site, if you go on Bloomfield's site, the senatorial site, you will see. A piece that uh, Blumenthal wrote uh, for the Hartford uh, Current, and uh, he said uh, in the course of that, in that one, um, that uh, yeah, I'll quote from it. He said that they know very little about Judge Gorsuch, uh, about his uh, court beliefs. Here's what we know: we know that the man who hired him, who was Trump, uh, has said he passed he passes his uh, right wing litmus test. We know that. Uh, conservative organizations have spent millions, you know, to, to uh, promote his uh, to promote his uh, elevation to the court, and we know that he won't answer questions that uh, his predecessors answered about court tenets of American jurisprudence. And then he he, he engaged in a very in a bit of a working, you know, he worked uh, Gorsuch. He said that these doubts, uh, which only he had, actually. Uh, leads women wondering how long they will have autonomy over their health care decisions. Same-sex couples questioning whether they might be denied the right to marry the person they love. And he went on and on. Now, it just so happens that a few days ago, uh, a case came before the uh, Supreme Court <coughs> uh, involving LGBTQ uh, uh, community. And uh, Gorsuch uh, wrote a decision. He actually wrote a decision. 
He wrote the affirmative uh, decision in this case, didn't he? Yeah, very affirmative decision um, on uh, on uh, it's, the employment. It, uh, it was an employment decision. Uh, Gorsuch decided that um, uh, that uh, the Civil Rights Act of 1964 actually applies to gays and lesbians and bisexuals and transgenders. And the Santos sisters said the Supreme Court says it even applies to people who identify as another sex. Exactly. And so now, looking at the decision, we can say that it's not conservative, not liberal, not progressive. It uh, doesn't seek to impose a, like a quasi-legislative solution to a social set of circumstances. His decision, and he wrote it, the, the Gorsuch decision applies what your sister would call settled law. Uh, to employment discrimination, and uh, Scalia uh, would would undoubtedly have supported the Gorsuch uh, decision. So uh, they're both originalists, and originalism uh, prevents judges from wandering beyond constitutional prescriptions. And uh, it turns out that the sturdy, uh, pretty sturdy bulwark supporting the rights of citizens against revolutionary and intemperate politicians. So. My question is, you know, it's time for some newspaper, uh, some newspaper reporter uh, in Connecticut to uh, just uh, buckle on their courage and go to Bloomingdale and ask him whether he thinks a decision of this kind is 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 uh, consonant with uh, with Bloomingdale's own uh, unfounded doubt that Gorsuch would deprive gays of the right to marry. You know, I don't understand why people in the state of Connecticut, like good reporters in the state of Connecticut, don't uh, ask uh, questions of this kind uh, uh, to uh, Blumenthal. I just can't get it. Um, They're not going to ask it because nobody will ask it. Because that upsets the apple cart. Uh, You know that, Don. There aren't real reporters anymore. They don't exist, unfortunately. Especially only... They exist when it comes to people like you and me, but they don't exist when it comes to the politically powerful powerful Democrats. Nobody wants to take them on. It's like right. back in the day when I took on Chris Todd and also Chris Murphy. People were aghast that I would do something like that. Nobody does that. <laughs> I know you. You always you always um, went after the. Uh, you were more interested in the truth than ideology, Jim. And that's, uh, that won't get you in good stead with a politician. No, it didn't. Politicians don't like me. You know that, Don. Don't keep your conscience clear. You know, that's the important thing. Important thing is to say the truth and shame the devil, and that's, that's what they're supposed to be doing. Well, that's people will hear the sound off sister in a bit. As soon as you and I are through, I'm going to replay her interview for everybody. But oh, that'd I have, be great. But I have a question. You yeah. wrote, uh, hi, Don, how are you? How are you doing, Jane? I'm okay. Um, what was that column about the uh, uh, money that was um, oh. sent to Connecticut and nobody knows where it went? Did, you said you were on a committee researching this, I think? Yeah, that's right. There was uh, uh, the federal government, uh, meaning Donald Trump. Yeah, uh, explain, so first of all, explain this to the audience, Tom. Start from the so beginning. The uh, uh, you know, after coronavirus uh, crippled, uh, uh, you know, the, the many, many different states, the federal federal government, government owned up uh, a lot of money. 
and, and uh, distributed it uh, to the states. Now, Connecticut got some of that money, but nobody knows where, nobody knows what happened to it. I think Gail Laviel, uh, who, who is a uh, magnificent uh, uh, state representative, uh, she lives down in Wilton, uh, uh, made, made this point, asked this question. You know, she wants to find out what, whatever happened to those whatever happened to those funds, how they were distributed, to whom, when, uh, all of that. We just don't know about it. So uh, uh, the, uh, uh, Ned Lamont has been questioned by some reporters uh, because his wife is a financier, uh, Anne Lamont. Uh, she's, a, she's a very, very talented uh, financier. She made, uh, she's made uh, much more money than he has, I think probably around $56 million uh, to his uh, four, whatever, $4.5 million uh, per year. So uh, she's a money bag of that particular family. And um, she has uh, invested uh, a, a lot of her time, energy, and money in, uh, in companies that actually uh, do, had done business uh, 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 creating uh, tests uh, for the coronavirus. And uh, some of the reporters have picked this up, and they've decided, well, this may be a conflict of interest uh, uh, here because uh, uh, Governor Lamont is uh, really in charge of testing in the state of Connecticut. His wife is heavily invested in companies in, in the company that he chose to do a lot of the testing in Connecticut. So, is this uh, is this a self-serving uh, is this self-serving uh, loop? Oh, I see uh, what you uh, mean. Sure. Yeah. Uh, nobody knows. Uh, nobody knows that either. So there are a lot of questions uh, that really uh, you know, should be asked, and uh, that that are not asked. Jim, you know. Well, that, yeah. Uh, well, why doesn't anybody ask him in the uh, Capitol press corps? I mean, there are a lot of good reporters there. I know a lot of them. You do too. They're good reporters. Why doesn't somebody dig into this? That's right. There are still some very good, uh, very good investigative journalists in the state of Connecticut. But you know as well as I do, that journalism as, as a whole is like 10% thought and, and 90% repetition. So Absolutely. What's, lacking here, what's lacking here in the case of Blumenthal, in the case of uh, Lamont and all the rest of it, is the repetition. Uh, the Harvard Current had a pretty good story uh, here. They raised uh, important questions, but nobody else picked it up. It just never gets picked up. I want to uh, know why nobody raises – I want to play something for you if I can – this is Ned sure. Lamont's last press conference about his COVID virus update or coronavirus okay. update. Listen to this, if you would. Okay. But um, look, the legislature on a really strong bipartisan basis uh, uh, gave me some uh, executive powers, given the fact that uh, COVID was crashing on us like a wave. And we had to move quickly. We had to move expeditiously. Uh, we worked, our team worked, Paul in particular, briefing the uh, legislator, at least the legislative leadership, on a regular basis going forward. We tried to limit uh, what we did in terms of health care, COVID health, our COVID health response. What we did in terms of, um, you know, businesses opening and closing. By the way, I should remind you, almost all of them had closed before we had to close the last ones. Everything we did with an eye on limiting the spread of COVID. This is courtesy WFSB uh, Channel 3. Uh, these executive powers that the legislative granted me um, will be done in about, you know, September, I think. And um, legislature's coming in, so I'll have a chance to talk to them again. 
And yeah, uh, we yeah. have another uh, reader question. Uh, you've had this one before. Uh, when do you expect state offices to sort of reopen to the public in a, for more in-person uh, business or uh, <laughs> remote? Want that? Sure. So we're, we're following with our state operations the same protocols we put out for uh, private businesses, which starts with if you're able to work from home, um, that's still the preferred option. We'd, we'd like to keep the risk as low as possible through telecommuting, um, and we've enabled a substantial amount of telecommuting over the last several months. Um, where there are um, citizen or, or, or resident-facing services that have been discontinued, each of our agencies is working through a reopen plan on how to do that. There's a lot of online services that are all available. Uh, they're all communicating via their respective websites. And we will see more people coming into the office slowly, but again, we want to keep that only to really activities that are required to be done in person and try to, again, keep the, the physical distance. They're never going to end this, I'll tell you, Don. Um, Ned Lamont goes on to talk about the 4th of July. Listen to this. And as the governor mentioned, the type of electronic... Oh, where'd it go? Sorry, I missed it. Wearing and the social distancing. It's, it's hard to overemphasize that. To protect our economy as well as protect our health, um, we, we need to keep up with the mask wearing, even when we're going to these outside events. And um, wear the mask when you're leaving and, and entering, and then if you're seated for a while far away from everyone, you can take it off. But in addition to that, I really want to um, impress on everyone the importance of getting tested if you have any symptoms at all of COVID-19. The beginning of this pandemic when across the country- this is craziness. I mean, it's never going to end. Yeah, well, here's the point. Uh, the the, the uh, blog that uh, uh, that uh, Jane is referring to is is up on uh, up on Connecticut country. It's called "Malefactors of Great Power in Connecticut." We always talk about malefactors of great wealth. Yeah, and as a, a quote from Abraham Lincoln. Uh, uh, there that is featured there that says, "Nearly all men can stand adversity." But if you want to test a man's character, give him power. And uh, Ned Lamont Lamont has had the most extraordinary powers in the state of Connecticut in my whole lifetime. These are powers that that would make even Caligula blush. We talk about the three branches of government uh, in, in the United States the legislative branch, the executive branch, and the judicial branch. But during the coronavirus uh, pandemic, uh, Governor Lamont has disposed of a unitary power, unitary power, for if it lasts until September, it will be, it will be almost six months, six months. Don, uh, this would so, scare somebody like Jane. Um, I'm not scared. I go to places. To I go to places where they agree for me not to be wearing a mask. Wait one second. And I do not wear a mask. Wait one second. Um, he likes the idea of backyard uh, parties. Just keep your social distancing. And the reason he likes it, Don, is because everybody will know each other. They can snitch on each other. So he has he has a he has a backyard full of snitches, and he loves yeah. that. He loves snitching on your neighbors. Yeah, that's, that's right. Like that's the old comedy days. But the point.
point is that nobody, no chief executive in the state of Connecticut should have this kind of power for six months. So when the, when the General Assembly finally does reassemble, they should shorten the executive powers of, uh, the, of the governor to, say, three weeks. And every t- every, at every three weeks, that would mean that he would have to go to the General Assembly, the second, uh, second branch in a tripartite government, and ask the General Assembly to extend his powers. His, his powers. That's the way it should be. That's, That's an excellent point. But we don't have a General Assembly. We haven't had a General Assembly since, uh, you know, he, since he, in effect, has since in effect, uh, Ned Lamont has declared martial law in the state of Connecticut, and he he's been reigning supreme here in the state of Connecticut. He will will be until September. So that's six months. It's too long. Jane, doesn't this remind you of communism? I don't even know where I am right now. I, it's just I don't understand what's going on. I don't. I really, honestly, don't understand what's going on. How how are we freaking? Pardon my French. How are we flocking like sheep? Like I said, if there is an establishment that doesn't uh, flinch when I take my mask off, I walk in without my mask. And I've been doing this for a couple months, month probably. Well, I'm, I won't exaggerate. Let's say a month. And Jane, they're, make, Jane, they're, they're making it up as they're going on. I know. I know, and it's driving me nuts. I mean, uh, you want to see social distancing where I where I go with my kids now? There's no social distancing. There, it's just going to a restaurant, Jane, and you don't have a mask. You 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 know what? You 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 are going to be in line to go in a restaurant, and then you can take your mask off as you're seated. There ain't no rules uh, around here. (laughs) We're trying to accomplish something, and therefore. When the deal goes down, uh, all of this talk about uh, rules, we make them up as we go along. <laughs> That's good. Like one candid moment by Alcee Hastings. Every now and then they let it slip. Done. Yeah. Jane. Yes. It, it, just yesterday, there was a story in the Hartford Current. Story said that. Story said that if you travel now. If you travel outside the state of Connecticut, you you quarantine for two weeks, right? No, no. If you travel outside the state of Connecticut and you re-enter, now you do not have to self-quarantine. Do you know why? Why? The, uh, the uh, epidemiologist for the state of Connecticut said, "Well, everybody has uh, uh, COVID nineteen, so it simply wouldn't do because." So many people have it. It simply wouldn't do to oblige people uh, to, uh, to 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 sequester themselves if they leave the state and then come back into the state. They're making it up as they go along. This is what they're doing. And uh, you know, at, 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 Jane, if you go into a restaurant, yes, without a mask at all, and you're approached by somebody who says. You have to have a mask in this restaurant. All you have to say is, I have asthma. I can't wear a mask. <gasps> and they have to let you in. Here we go, Don. Put the picture down, sir. Thank you. It, this is America. This used to be America. It ain't no more, okay? I know it ain't. That's the part, point of the picture. 
<laughs> so it ain't America no more. I am going to get inhaler tomorrow somewhere. Just, 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 just to just say so. It hasn't been with the masks. It's it has been getting so uncomfortable as the summer come as as it's going, and I don't even know which mask I have used. And I have so many in a car. I didn't. I stopped bothering with. I just. It's just because it's required. I I think it's just stupid at this point. Thank you. This is America. This used to be America. It ain't no more, okay? I know it ain't. That's a part point of the picture. That's right. You know, Andre, my wife, does have asthma. So she has what's called athletic asthma. When she gets overexcited, she gets uh, asthma. Yeah. So so, um, she doesn't have to wear a mask. Okay, well, that, I did not know that, and I will use that excuse. I've seen people, I've, I had, uh, at the stop and shop that I go to, I saw a father and a son, I'm assuming it was a father and a son, uh, they walked into the stop and shop and without the mask, and nobody said anything, and, you know, if there's an establishment that has mask, mask re- required, that's actually, with the stop and shop, it's a recommendation now. But nobody is reading that sign. Everybody just wears it. The point is, John, you're right. The uh, governor has powers that he should not have. It goes for other governors as well, like the governor of Michigan, who's off the wall right now when it comes to regulations. Uh, this is crazy. You know, he just said it during, during one of the clips that you, uh, you know, during one of the, Lamont just said it during one of the clips that you, that you said, well, you know, in, 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 in September, you know, we'll have to bring in the uh, legislature and I'll discuss things with them, you know? Yep, he says right here. Here we go. The Hartford Current. Hey, this is Emily Brindley from the Hartford Current. Um, Governor, given the rising numbers of cases in other states, as you talked about a few minutes ago, do you have any concerns about out-of-state travel, either people coming in from other states or Connecticut residents going somewhere else and then returning? Oh, come on. I think we, we watch this carefully. If um, you're feeling ill, you're feeling you're symptomatic, you're coming in from uh, out of state or you're, com- you're returning home, obviously you stay home and you self-quarantine. I think that's uh, really important. The masks, um, you know, as the data has the potential to get even worse if we start launching programs. All right. I have a different question. Sure. I want to I just want to drop this now. Do you know who Kazimir Pulaski is? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was the Polish hero. Well, where was his statue or is? Oh, yeah, so the statues are having such a such bad time. <laughs> yeah, we haven't talked yeah. about the statues yet. I'm not talking no. about the Confederate statues. I'm, I understand we're that. We're talking about we're talking actual about, heroes. Uh, because we Pulaski had and Kosciuszko. And Kazim, well, I don't know who, what, what, um, Kosciuszko, I don't know what the, General Kosciuszko helped during the revolution, like Pulaski. But I don't know Pulaski, but the, that was mentioned by my grandmother multiple times. My grandmother was, uh, half Polish. But his statue has been taken down, hasn't it, in Connecticut, Don? I've heard it's oh, been yeah, defa- the, the latest thing that I put up on the, the latest thing that I put up on Connecticut commentary is the war on Columbus statues in Connecticut. Oh my goodness! Yes, um, we're all the Italian Americans. I know. Shouldn't we have some kind of an uprising over that? Because he had nothing to do with any of what they're accusing him of. 
Oh, they said that he uh, eh, he slaughtered that? Indians, Native no, Americans, no, and enslaved no. them. He was a discoverer. He was a explorer. Well, that one, the, that particular one, features a you know statue that's drenched in red paint to look like blood. Mm-hmm. And uh, back of the statue, it's I mean, it's completely it's completely uh, you know ruined. Mm-hmm. And on the back, statue says "Black Lives Matter." Now, <clears throat> no, I I don't understand. Uh, the connection, the, that there's any invidious connection between uh, Christopher Columbus and uh, African and African Americans. I mean, I just don't. There is none. It. Yeah. So uh, the Italians, they, you know, I don't know if Jim knows this uh, or if you know this, but there's more Italians per square inch in the state of Connecticut than any other state. There are a lot of Italians in the state of Connecticut. Yeah. And, um, I dare you to take down a statue of Columbus in New Haven. Go ahead well, and try it. They are. They're, they uh, are. Uh, yeah, Justin Elector in New Haven. And, uh, that's and about Wendy. 85% Italian in New Haven, isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, Mayor, uh, Lou Bronin in Hartford, uh, folks, uh, uh, taking, uh, put mothballing, uh, Columbus, uh, statues. And, um, you know, uh, a flicker, uh, uh, the mayor of the mayor in Haven. Said uh, this. He said Christopher Columbus statue for many Italians is a celebration of Italian heritage. But statue of Columbus uh, also represents the time of colonialism. What didn't represent a time of, of colonialism? And atrocities committed. The right decision to remove the statue after the statue is removed. I believe it's important that we, as a community, have a conversation about how to best honor the heritage of so many Italians who have made New Haven their home. Ha ha ha! Mm. <laughs> I mean, you know. Uh, I, I don't know who he hasn't said who he's going to propose as a replacement for Columbus, but whoever it is, Jim, where it is, that person will not have opened the United States to a European discovery. And that's what they hate. This is what they hate. They hate the whole of the European uh, discovery in, uh, in the United States. That's the, that's the real irritant in the throat of Columbus uh, haters. So, we have this assault by uh, Black Lives Matter on Columbus statues. Uh, well, but you but know, you black- know what? But you know what? They were teaching this at school that he was uh, he was I um, co- um, colonizing. He was colonizing this country. He was the cause of this country being colonized and the slaves being brought here. That's what and that's being taught at school to kids. My kids were First upset day. because I was telling them in my own language. Uh, not very polite language, that it's BS. Don, Don, when are they going to change the name of Yale? Yale was founded by, named after Eli Eli Yale, who was the head of the East India Trading Company. Well, you know what they traded, uh, what they made their money trading at the East India Trading Company. Don. The, the story of Columbus Day, Jim, it's much more interesting than people realize. It really is much more interesting. Uh, during the Revolutionary War, the American Revolution, during the Revolutionary War, uh, the founders uh, who were revolting against Britain wanted a national hero who was not British, okay? They wanted a national hero, and they settled on Columbus. This goes back all the way uh, to the founding of the United States of America. Uh, the real problem here with Black Lives Matter is that people in the Black Lives Matter movement 
don't know anything about black life. They don't know anything about slavery. Uh, they don't know anything about Columbus. Columbus uh, came to the United States 200 years before the first slave arrived in the United States. So nothing to do with slavery, absolutely nothing to do with slavery at all. Uh, they, this, this, you know, these people who are painting things on, on Columbus, uh, Black Lives Matter, you know, are absolutely are absolute off the wall. They're off the wall. They have no idea of history. None. None at all. Well, so uh, you shouldn't be paying any attention to them. Um, I was, um, my beloved Jim just posted thing about uh, Black Lives Matter, and I lectured back about all lives matter and we had exchange of opinions and ended up being apologetic uh, from the gym because it's place to go work out, not to be lectured. It, this is, you get, you get this propaganda going left and right. And you know, my gym owner lecturing me about how I, I should feel about anything. What I, did I post? I'm G Y M, not the J I M. It's G Y M. Gymnastics, you know, as in yep. going to work out. But I didn't post any. <laughs> You'll be okay. Oh, you mean your gym did? Yes. Oh, your gym <laughs> did. I get it. I understand. Sorry. Anyway, so we had exchange because everybody feels like they have to have input on this without having any idea of what's going on here. You know, this. Yeah, it, it's. And then, you know, you get probably Licker and, uh, and uh, Bronin are now saying, well, you know, we're removing these statues of Columbus because we actually want to protect the statues from the handle. <laughs> you know, this is the reason what? For, this is the reason for mothballing a Columbus uh, statue. So, you know, somebody has to really knock on their forehead and uh, ask them, uh, you know, whether they think it would be proper. Uh, to, uh, to to close banks to prevent to close all banks in Connecticut to prevent bank robberies. Uh, you know, hmm. it's just, that's a good point. Tom. I like that. That's a great it analogy. So, yeah, it's so absolutely positively stupid. The whole thing is absolutely stupid. People know nothing about history. They know nothing about logic. They know nothing about Italians. They know nothing about Italians. There are plenty of Italians in the state of Connecticut who are going to nurse this. Until the uh, until elections come up, and then they're going to vote these idiots out of office. But that's the reason I ask about Kazimir Pulaski. Who? What do they know about him? Why are right. Why are they tearing? Why would him they down? tear his statue I down? Mean, that's insanity. It's just crazy. Pulaski yeah. comes here from Poland, as did Kosciuszko. They both come from Poland in order to help us establish a nation. Now we're destroying the defacing their statues. Makes no sense at all, Don. I forgot I was talking to Don Pesci in Italian. Don, are you offended by all this? Yeah, yeah. I actually am. You better be. You better be. I, I mean, I just, I get so angry about being accused of being racist because I'm white on a regular basis now. This is on TV blasting on daily basis. Don, notice there are no statues in Connecticut dedicated to Croatian Americans. <laughs> Nor check. And you know, you know, uh, they, they, you know, uh, it was. Uh, people don't know this. Most people don't know this. The largest lynching in the United States happened in uh, uh, 1891. It was 385 years after Columbus. Okay, uh, and uh, during that uh, during that lynching, uh, 
they arrested uh, 11 Italian Americans, uh, Italians who were born in the United States, okay, uh, for having uh, for having killed a sheriff. Uh, the um, the these they, they call them dagos. These dagos were accused of murdering the police chief, and they had they 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 were put on trial. People were put on trial to produce six non-guilty convictions and three mistrials, okay? And New Orleans, but New Orleans wanted rope justice. So they broke into the jail and they hanged all these innocent people. Mm. See, this Black Lives Matter has to know about stuff like this before they put on a Columbus statue a message before they deface a Columbus statue with a message, Black Lives Matter. They have to know about these things. They don't know history. They don't even know the history of the Civil War. As I understand it, they've been pulling down statues of people who actually fought to free the slaves. They're just indiscriminately pulling down statues. And who, who is this being fed by, you think? It's not Democrats, well, you know, is it? We're in England. Over in England, Mary Old England. Oh, uh, yes. They, they, they defaced the Winston Churchill. Statue. Yes, uh, yeah, that and one more. It was uh, another gentleman that was on a uh, uh, was it um, Oxford? Yeah, yeah, that statue. Uh, there were two statues that were being um, ripped. But they're not defacing Yale University, even though the name Yale comes from Eli Yale, who ran the East yeah. India Company. They traded in slaves. Eli Yale donated all his money to start Yale University, and that money was right. raised by his, uh, trading slaves. Nobody points that out except for uh, except for me on my silly podcast. That's right. And in Washington D.C., they defaced the uh, the Lincoln Memorial. Lincoln freed the slaves. So I don't know. You know who are these people? You know what do they really want? I think what they really want is uh, a couple of things. They want a race war. Uh, they want to separate the uh, races. Uh, they want tri- tribalization in the state of, in, in in the nation rather than rather than uh, out of many one. They want out of one many. You know this is what they they, this is what this is what their ambition really is. They, their want, ambition. they want whites to hate blacks and blacks to hate whites. They really do want us to start going at each other and calling. Well, each they other have names. it going. They have it. They got it going. Yeah, but we no, can't no, let they, it happen because the uh, that group that group wins. All law and order. You can't ends. let it happen. How are you not going to ha- let it happen? What are we going to do? I mean, look at what they're doing to the cops. I know all, yeah. not all the cops are great. They're not all clean. And we should blame probably the unions and the mayors that pick the chiefs. But at the same time, they're just people that go to work every day and they have to be afraid for their lives. And th- yeah. with, with this so going on, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Well, really what's happening is uh, violent groups like Antifa and other associated groups, not just Antifa, there are a whole bunch of them, are using, uh, are using legitimate, licit protests uh, as a shield uh, uh, to, 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 hide, uh, to hide their destructive uh, actions. Uh, the, the best uh, short video clip that I saw was of a bunch of these people uh, destroying uh, uh, storefronts uh, in a community 
right after a, a very legitimate protest. And when a black woman walked over to them and said, well, you guys, you, know, you guys have to leave. You have to get out of here. We don't want you here. Yeah, Jim you was know, playing Jim was playing a clip last weekend, uh, last week. I of mean, a young you know, woman. Of, well, a woman. No, lady. Lady. Uh, she was a, yeah, she, owned, she was black. And, and she, she was lo- a part owner of a store, and they ripped it apart. They destroyed I mean, they it. destroyed it. So they pulled everything inside I mean, out on the sidewalk. I don't understand. Sidewalk. Like you said, my question was, what do they want? What are they asking for? From the day one, from what we saw in the video, everybody was on the same we page. Get we got to get to that. I know. But we saw, we were all on the same page. And then they started pulling this stuff. What is going on? We were all together. We were all pulling for uh, reform. We were for all For George uh, Floyd. We were all there. We. And all they've done since, Don, is divide us. That's right. I was uh, right. I, I think the day after uh, George was murdered, it, it was a murder. Yes, the day it after was. He was, you know, I was on. I was on the radio saying, you know, these these people. You you have to arrest these people. You have to make an example of them. Mm-hmm. Bring back the penalty. If this happened in Connecticut, if there was a police officer in Connecticut who put his knee on the neck of of a a, a African American that he had subdued. It was quiet that he had to do. Killed the person, left his knee on his neck three minutes after the person was dead. If that happened here in Connecticut, you couldn't execute this guy because the Supreme Court, the state of Connecticut, in, in Connecticut, uh, did away with the death penalty. I, I was I was calling for their execution. I was saying, you know, put him on trial, find him guilty, string him up, you know, do to them what uh, what the, uh, these people in New Orleans. Did to did to uh, uh, you know eleven Italians uh, in, in 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 a similar circumstance. You know, just hang them, only do it justly. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this this is a hor- that was a terrible terrible thing. I'm happy that there were the, that there were protests. I'm glad there were protests. You would have to be made of stone. Too. If you were an African American and you saw that clip, you would have to be made of stone not to react uh, to that clip. Good for them. Good for those people. I'm glad they protested. I'm glad they marched. You know, but these other people who are using them as a shield, you know, uh, to, 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 for revo- really revolutionary means to overthrow uh, police stations, to overthrow order, to overthrow any hierarchies in the, in the nation, family. Uh, the uh, church. Don, we have uh, to get to the Soundoff Sisters interview. We're running out of time here, but thank you so much I, for joining us. I appreciate it. Okay, my pleasure, Jim. Always nice talking to you and Jane. Don, I'm I'm trying to get you a permanent slot on RadioAdviceOnline.com. In other words, your own column up there from uh, okay. Steve McCow. So you'll have a place okay. where it'll always go and people will always be able to find it. Hope you don't mind. Because okay. I want you to be a permanent part of that website. Right. Would that be okay with you? I'm fine with me, sure, absolutely. Excellent. Don Pesci, conservative columnist, and now a, a contributor to RadioViceOnline.com. Thank you, Don, for joining us. Don, good hearing from you. As it's always. good to hear from you, Jane. Hang in there. Okay. Thanks, Don. Bye, Don. And now here's Thanks, the Sound Off sister talking about the most recent Supreme Court decision. Yeah, that's for you, Don. That was for you. All right. That was the crowd cheering for you, Don. All right. Bye, Don. Here's the sound off sister now talking about linking um, the civil rights laws of 1964 to um, 
gays and LGBTQ. Here's what she has to say about that. Barbara Weiss is a former United States assistant U.S. attorney for the Southern District of Florida and the first woman law partner at the largest law firm in South Florida, Shotson Bowen, law professor at the University of Miami. So she comes well-credentialed. Hi, Barb. How are you doing? How's everything going? Good, Jim. Good, Jim. Uh, Barbara, we call this our special Supreme Court edition of the podcast. All right. I have a couple of headlines I have to read you before we get going. One headline says okay. the Supreme Court is just enabling Donald Trump. They called it a conservative Supreme Court, too. Well, in theory, it's a conservative Supreme Court. Uh, but but you never know it from yesterday's Bostick versus Clayton decision. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that, would you please? Well, uh, Jim... Uh, this has been cut out inter- of whole cloth, isn't it? This decision... It's, 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 it, yes, it, it, basically the, the court uh, rewrote the law. Let me start out and say that what we're talking about here is the uh, 1964 Civil Rights Act. That act barred discrimination in employment based on race, color, religion, sex, and national origin. And we know what that referred to in 1964, and it did not refer to... Lesbian, gays, and queers, and trans. No, it didn't include gender identity or sexual orientation, but the majority of the court basically uh, expanded upon the word sex and said it should include gender identity and sexual um, orientation. So it basically rewrote the 1964 law. Or they tried, they, once again, they were doing what a Ouija board or a crystal ball gazing into the minds of the legislators that wrote this law. No, I think they, they acknowledged that these issues didn't even exist in 1964. But I think what they're saying is, well, they exist now, so we need to take care of that. But, but the problem is they, they do exist now, but that's up to Congress. Uh, and not the Supreme Court. If I can digress a little bit there, uh, Justice Ginsburg gave a speech or a lecture somewhere years ago, um, and she criticized uh, the Roe versus Wade decision, not because of its outcome, but because she said that people uh, simply don't respect a law, quote-unquote, uh, that is passed down by nine people in, in black robes. They expect the law to be passed by, you know, like 300 House members and 70 Senate member, members and signed by the president. I'm surprised so by this, too, of- because Justice Roberts in the uh, uh, um, Obamacare law said he didn't want to rewrite the law. Yeah, I just. That's why he yeah, ruled the way he did. Okay, we're going to stop Barbara's interview for now. Um, well, we're talking about where all this hate co- towards the cops started, and you know who did that, right? Oh, well, there we Here go. We uh, let's see. It's Sam, isn't it? No. Nope. Oh, yeah, it is. Hi, Sam. How you doing? Hi, Mama. Oh, I'm livid. <laughs> okay, explain. <laughs> explain. I'm just about ready to go you break their some, funny little laws. You got some explaining to do, Lucy. I get <laughs> okay, asshole. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> I, I'm starting to get uh, way I um 
almost refuse to put the mask on. I, I just can't do it. Are you I tell everybody, like I can't breathe it. So did Sam, were you stunned like Don Pesci and myself that this governor yeah. has this much power? I don't think he does. But did you hear he that? He has about as much power as we're going to give him. But did you hear that you don't have to wear a mask if you have asthma? Yes, I did. Okay, well, I have asthma. I did. I, I identify as, as a person with asthma. Well, I'll tell you, we're going to have to all get together, link our arms and say I we're the so. asthmatic group and we're coming in. <laughs> I I can't take this much longer. I've been free too long. I don't do a very good slave act. <laughs> well, well, you know, I just we still until we start pushing Lisa. back, we're not going to get anywhere. Uh, we do have to start pushing back. Absolutely, Sam. Sam, yeah, thank you so for calling. Where, in. where do we start? Well, well we start you can going start out. with me. Meet me somewhere. Bring you somewhere. I'll we come go get you. Meet me somewhere. I'll, we'll push. I'll, I'll get you tomorrow. You call me and I'll get you tomorrow. How's are that? Are there restaurants that are open yet? Everything is open as of today. Open. As of today? Everything's yes. open? Yes. And I'm asthmatic, so I have to go without mask. Well, so yeah. You sit inside and actually have a meal inside now? You can now. sit inside. You can sit outside. You can sit on your head. You can sit on your butt. You can sit wherever you want. Well, there you go. There you go, Sam. I get ready to kill. Yeah. But we really got to do something soon here. This is just it's, we, it's asinine. We just should never, ever let government get this much power from us again. Ever yeah, let this so happen The again. funny thing is the government wants us shut down, but the uh, the protesting and all that, that's okay. Oh, sure. Sure, but don't you dare go to church. I know. Isn't that interesting? Don't you dare let Trump have his uh, rally. This is terrible, isn't it? And his rally is tonight, isn't it? I'm trying to think. (laughs) Why did I think it was on a Saturday? Okay. (laughs) It could be on a Saturday. Brandy had a terrible accident yesterday, and uh, sorry to hear that. Is she okay? Is she okay? Uh, Yes, yes. She uh, was on a ladder. And she fell off of it, right oh. down on the cement. Oh, my God. Hey, yeah, Sam, would you do got... me a favor? Would you tell Brandy I'm thinking of her, please? I, I definitely will, sugar. Thank she you She says, so Mama, much. I, I feel like Frankenstein. She got 12 stitches across her oh. forehead and all scratched up and broke her wrist, sprained her other wrist. Oh, no. That's oh, awful. Oh, yes. My heart is just still pounding. Okay. But well, you know the weird thing side. about it? But about the time that happened, I started getting really anxious. Yeah. I was at home. You always know when there's something wrong somewhere well, with your youngin'. But, hope, uh, glad, glad she's she's doing okay. She's going to be fine, right? Yes. Let's give out the other phone fine. number. Okay. It's 608-88-2101. 888-2101. Eight 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 two one zero one. Let's get some calls. Sam, we, say say hi to Brandy, it. okay? I will do that, sugar. Okay. We love y'all. Y'all we'll take love care. You too. you too. Okay. Rob, where are you tonight? So, what do you guys think? No, Jesse was saying breathless reporting. <laughs> 
He's such a smarty pants. Jesse, why don't you make a call? You got the phone numbers, 860-888-2101, We like to hear from you. Um, we still have uh, plenty of Barbara's um, interview. You're going to have to play it afterwards and extend it a little bit, I think, unless well, you want to play it. Not until it. if somebody was... Oh, you know what? I was interested to hear from uh, uh, Sally. I wonder how the case is going. I wonder how you're doing. I've been thinking about you. I've been talking about it. Um, that that was uh, just disgusting what the employee did. Um, Sally, but, where are you tonight? But all the creeps crawl out when, when it's convenient. Um, uh, I don't know, uh, Jesse. The churches are, I think, opening, and there are um, you can see podcasts of the uh, services. Where's Rob? I don't know. He's probably busy. <laughs> we'll play the end of the song. Okay, go ahead. You had to work through those fears and be uh, that doesn't get sound some like courage Barb. and open up. <laughs> You know, I'm still fearful that, you know, maybe I'm going to get arrested. You know, maybe I'll have a big fine. Maybe, uh, you know, that... Uh, oh, this is the uh, barber in Michigan who was shut down. Barber, not barber. Barbara. Uh, barber. Okay, but you were going to pay... Oh, maybe I'll lose my license. You know what I mean? It's all these kind of things that you, you have fear. But I, I had to charge through those fears... And decide that, you know, I really have... He decided he was going to open his store, even though the governor said he couldn't. Here's Barbara's response to all this. ...ever took place, because it was pretty much moved, because that was a Thursday, I think, or a Friday, and, you know, it was a Friday. And as of Monday, he would be allowed to reopen. So, uh, in any event, he, he finally has his livelihood back, and we, we, we really don't have an opinion from, from a court dealing with these, with these particular issues that are affecting people all over the country. Let me stop you for one second. If you have a question for the Sandoff sister, you can call us on the other line, 860-888-2101, 860-888-2101. Sorry about the allergies in my throat. I apologize. Let me play the governor of Michigan one more time for you, Barb, so you can hear her. Governor, thank you for joining us this morning. It has been an extraordinary few days. Just yesterday, you decided to close restaurants, bars, gyms, coffee houses, clubs, and movie theaters. What went into making that decision? What was the tipping point? Well, let me just start with this. You know, all of these decisions that you see governors making across the country. On this is the governor of Michigan who shut down everything. Tight as a drum sides of the aisle, frankly, are um, they weigh heavily on us, knowing that when we close the restaurants um, to dine in and we close all the bars, uh, that it is going to mean that people are going to lose their jobs and a lot of businesses are really going to struggle. We know this. But at the we end- know this, yet we did it anyway. They know that, but the government did it anyway. That's why this whole, pan- what is it, pandemic? was just a, a power grab by governments. We let them get away with it. Nobody pushed back at all, including me. But nobody because pushed back. Because they scared the crap out of everybody. Told them they'd pull their licenses. 
I mean, they were having snitches. They were, people were. They were having your neighbors snitch on you. Um, I'm just at lost. What does Jess say? Uh, I really don't have any riveting topic to think of that I make for for compelling audio. Yep, go ahead. Um, Do you think that we should ever let this happen again, or do you think we should resist next time? It's really up to us. Resist or give in and risk being arrested. Um. Okay, another question was, another question uh, is, I'm getting old myself, so uh, 7 o'clock is getting a little late. Um, oh, that's right. We had guys, that we were thinking 4, 5, or 6, um, uh, more probably 5 or 6, so you let me know which show would you skip on um, Fox that, <laughs> that you would watch us, rather. Or rather watch us. What do you think of starting the show at 4 o'clock or 6 o'clock? 4, 5, 6, even Not 3. 5, but 4 or 6 o'clock. 4 or 6? Okay, 4 or 6. What do you guys think of moving the show to 4 or 6 o'clock? Give us a call right now. They don't have the numbers. Yes, they do. It's 860-888-2101 or 860-996-0308. They're on right behind us. What do you think about moving the show to 4 o'clock or 6 o'clock? Who said I was scared? I'm not scared. Didn't say you were scared. No, somebody said I was scared. I'm not scared. I say my piece, even though it's not politically correct. I say it whenever I feel like it, right? I came to this country because I did not agree with the government in my country. So I left. I did not. You didn't just leave. You defected at risk. If you had been caught, you would have been shot, you know that. And my family had the same opportunity multiple times, and they chose not to do it. So I left them behind. So I left. And I came here, and I appreciate this country beyond. And if anybody appreciates this country, I do. It's it's the biggest opportunity of my life. It's the most beautiful country. It's it's the It's the best thing in a world. You can do anything you want to do. You have opportunities. Everybody has an opportunity. Excuses, plentiful for everybody. But come on, we can all do good in this country. Why do people die? Why do people die trying to get here? Somebody explain that to me. Why are these people doing what they're doing? Punch it into the chat room, four or six o'clock. Okay. We got to put it in the chat room. If you can't call in, if you won't call in, tell us in the chat room, would you prefer the show at seven or four or six? No, six. Four, six or seven. No, seven is late. I'm done with seven. I'm done with seven too. Four or six. I like, I like four o'clock. Do you like a four o'clock or a six o'clock show? Give us your opinion. Ah, uh, Barbara, help me. Barbara, Barbara, you know what then, Barbara, you make a phone call. Barbara Martin. 888 <laughs> 888-2101. 888-2101. Uh, 996-0308. <laughs> Barbara, come on, help me out. I'm falling asleep. 
I've been <laughs> Barbara likes seven o'clock. Barbara likes seven. Barbara, you're killing us. <laughs> Uh, four or six, Barbara. Give us your choice. I like four. I like four too. Or earlier. Well, one o'clock would be the earliest. David David says six. Okay, okay that's I'm, one. I'm, six I'm, o'clock, I'm, one. Six six is okay. I David, can, give us a call. Come on, eight 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 zero two one zero one. Eight 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 two one zero one. Lori, Lori, six o'clock. Oh, there's another phone call. Hello? Hang on one second. Yep, hit that. Good can hold these two. This Who is, is uh, Charlie this? Northfield. This is Charlie. Hey, Charlie, yeah. how you doing? Oh, good. I love to listen to you guys. Thank you for sending me that link every time. I enjoy it. I, enjoy oh, I like harassing people. That's my job, you know. Charlie, is it, uh, well, do you like four, six, or seven? Um, real quickly, I won't tie the line too long because I'm sure you have other people. But one thing is, if you do change it to six, that's still good. Okay, good. I got another vote. Six. I got one. And one other quick thing that regarding all this race thing going on, you know, if people study history, they will really realize that the Democratic Party Ah. is the that owns slavery. The Democratic Party is the party that owns Jim Crow. The party that owns segregation, and the party that owns uh, what they did. FDR did to the Japanese Americans, forcefully took them out of their homes, put them in these camps. I never saw the Democratic Party ever offer an apology for any of those things. I never saw the Democratic Party offer reparations for those things. These things belong on them. They own that history. That's right. They jailed the Japanese. They they put the Japanese in German and the yeah. Germans in German camps as well. You know? And they were the, the ones Jap- that were behind slavery, too. The Japanese people in this country during World War II, they didn't do anything wrong, you know? And there was a research done before they'd done it. I forget the name of the gentleman that, that did the research and reported to the government, and the government still decided to do uh, the, the camps. All these things were done under the Democrats. Yep. They, they're the ones that should be offering. I never see the Democrats offer any apology for any of these things through history. They don't. You know... And, when reparations are brought up, the repar- if there is reparations, it belongs on their back. I didn't know that a bureaucrat was actually a title of a certain politician that, you know, not non-elected politician that had power. We had this discussion with Jim the other day. I did not realize. I always thought it was a, um, what do you call it? A, um, a swear, swear word sort of um, derogatory term. Bureaucrat, yeah. bureaucrat, but it's not. It it's actually a uh, political term. And but bureaucrat and democrat both have rat has rat in it. it. Both both names have rat in it. Yeah, it's not a fact, you know. Uh huh. Six or seven. Cool. Give us a call. Eight 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 two one zero one. Six or seven. Eight 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 two one zero one. You like six, right, Char- Charlie? Charlie said six o'clock. Charlie, I like six too. Well, if if it's not seven, six is fine. You know, whenever you guys send me the link, if I'm here, boom, it's on. No? <laughs> okay. I'll keep harassing you then. Thank you for and the call. Hey, what you got to do sometime, when, you, when Jim, when you have a few minutes to link up with me, I don't need a lot of your time, just a few minutes of your time sometime, like on the live video. I have a story for you you're going to love, because somebody thought they were going to box me in a corner about a firearms issue. And because I listened to your show, I had an answer for these two guys that totally... 
swept them off their feet. They never questioned me again. There you go, Charlie. Well, we'll do that. We'll do that. I'm wearing my Second Amendment hat tonight, too. That that I'm wearing is Second Amendment hat. I bought it, but it was too big for me. Jane bought it, but she gave it to me. Thank goodness. I love it. Um, so someday, if you have a minute, it won't take too much of your time up, but when you get a minute sometime, you'll, you're going to love this story. Charlie, they're calling this Fred and Ginger podcast. Do you agree? <laughs> so, Fred Astaire sure and Ginger more, Rogers of podcasts. I'm, I'm sure you have more people coming in to talk after me. I don't, I don't want to tie it up for everybody else, but you two always appreciate everything you do. Thank you. Charlie, thank, thank you, Charlie. you so much. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Yeah. Thanks. Sure. Bye. Looks like we're moving to six. Um, I think so. I'm like wish they had said four, but they said four is too early. That's too early. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I'm signing off. You can probably finish the interview with your sister. Um, that's done. It is. Yep. All right. I'm going to watch Tucker. See what he says. Wait a second. Was somebody calling? Without this. Yeah, I can. Oh, you're playing the music. Yep. Okay. I have to find it first. I wasn't ready for it. <gasps> Sorry, I wasn't ready. You know, for the most prepared man in a radio. Yeah, I am, but I'm not this time. Then I'm playing my stupid Normally music. Normally it's pretty easy. You want to play your closing no, music? No, I don't. I sound like... It like, gives me a little bit of like time it. to find this song. Got it. Okay, say it. Well, I won't back down. down. And I won't back down. I'll always well, stand for a smaller, leaner, less down. intrusive government. Right? Can right. Amen to that. At the gates of hell. Woo-hoo. But I won't back down. I want to thank our guests, Barbara Vicich, former assistant U.S. attorney in South Florida, and also Don Pesci, He's conservative columnist at RadioViceOnline.com. Don Pesci is the best. And well, if we change our time, we'll give you advance notice. Everybody. But we're thinking 6 o'clock. If no, you want to keep voting, please let us know. Yeah, between 4 and 6, uh, it looks you like can 6. Send me Just an hour earlier. At the gates of hell. But I won't Good night. Back Thank you. Good night, everybody. Down. Thank you for joining us. Gonna stand my ground. Won't be turned around. And I'll keep this world from dragging me down. Gonna stand my ground. And I won't back down. Hey, baby. There ain't no easy way out Hey, I will stand my ground And I won't back down